NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place if you want to get in on all the college basketball and NBA action. Use promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Bokes. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and Bokes.com has you covered with a variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and succulents. Blooms starting at just $39. Go to B-O-U- QS.com slash SGP for 25% off your first purchase. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash SGP for 25% off. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by the NBA Frauds Contest from NBA Odds Pod. We're giving away $1,000 if you're able to identify the frauds for the second half of the season. Just go to sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. Hello and welcome to NBA Odds Pod. I am your host, Ryan McKee, and I guess people like to think of me as the Robert Covington of Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Underrated for so long that now I'm overrated. Just kidding, nobody thinks of me that way. But if you want more of that kind of wit, uh, please follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Quick note. I'm sorry if you hear a little banging in the background. That is not my wife cheating on me in the bedroom. That is the, some roofers. Our landlord decided to finally the roof reshingled after much uh, dripping and stainage on top of our ceiling from water leaking through. That's the technical term. Please bear with me. It'll just be for this quick intro. I recorded the podcast earlier in the week. A special podcast for you today. It's not our normal format of picking the games we like this week. We did that on Sunday night's podcast with Evan Scott Schwartz and I. Uh, Today, I have Adam Abramson on. If you're a dedicated listener, you know that Adam was on the very first podcast we did uh, before the season where he and I picked our favorite over and unders for team win totals for the season. Uh, Since we're about halfway through the season, had Adam back on to review how our picks are doing. And also we take a look ahead at how we think the second half of the season is going to go for these teams based on strength of schedule or injuries, players going away, players coming back, what have you. Uh, I will say because we taped this on Monday and this is dropping on Wednesday, we didn't have any info on the trades that have happened from between Monday and Wednesday, but that doesn't really affect the podcast much. Uh, and then at the end, towards the end of the episode, we take a look at the NBA odds pod frauds contest. And Adam gives me uh, his picks for who he thinks will be doing the worst out of those groups. As you know, you can go to sgpn.io slash NBA frauds and you can enter for free to win up to $500, $300 for second place, $200 for third place. It's a good deal. Free entry. You had to do it before Valentine's Day. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Adam. How's it going, Adam? I'm good. I, I feel lucky to be back. I'll say that much. You're lucky to I be back? I feel lucky that you have invited me back on the pod. Well, uh, so <laughs> if you listen to the first pod, I mentioned how Adam and I worked together at the Late Late Show for many years and... We talk basketball pretty much every morning when we should be working. Um, but I have not been working at Late Late Show now, so Adam and I haven't been talking basketball as much. We have a lot to talk about. This could be a long podcast. This could be a long podcast. <laughs> it's been a long, and I say that in every good way, it's been a long 50 games so far. We're, yep. about, what, we're about 50 games in, right? Yep, we are. So on the very first podcast we ever did before the season, Adam and I picked our favorite over under total wins before the season to bet on 
and we are going to grade those more or less right now. Yeah, I, you know, so obviously in the spirit of trying to be entertaining and somewhat valuable to people worth their time, I did a little research. I'm not proud of what happened a couple <laughs> months ago when I came on the pod. You should be proud. You should be proud. I have, some, I have some decent picks, but I also have some bad picks. Yeah, but if we look back on our personal relationship and sitting in this office, we've talked gambling a lot for a long time. Yeah. You are the better gambler of the two of us. You, you Your guest lines are always more accurate your pickums are always more accurate so well, i should I, I probably just spend a lot more time on it than you <laughs> maybe maybe but I, I it actually made me feel a little bit better like your your picks were supposed to be better than mine and they were better than mine well so, here we are as i mentioned i have not had a full-time job so i've watched a ton <laughs> of league pass and uh, you know since i started this podcast i did a lot of research before those uh, the, that over under pod so can i ask you who yeah. you've watched the most this season so far well I've watched the Suns the most of this course. season because they're my team, and they've actually been fun to watch, even though they've been quite as good as I'd hoped, and they've been very frustrating, especially their games this last weekend. But um, as far as teams that I've watched a lot that I probably didn't expect to, we definitely have watched Memphis a lot. I yeah. love John Morant. I did not know anything about him coming into this season, I'll be honest, but I did draft him on my season-long fantasy Atta team boy and so he's been really fun to watch Great. i love watching the pelicans even when even before zion i really enjoyed and they weren't winning i really enjoyed um watching brandon ingram you know i loved him in college and i was i've always been rooting for him to kind of come through as at least like kd light you know, yeah, and it's, so he's been really fun to watch this year. He has. He, he's a guy that you and I. I mean, you and I never. I mean, I've never known you to root against somebody. Like we always want to see guys work out. I, I Absolutely, mean, yeah. And he's been a guy we've talked about for a long time. It's just like, please click, please yeah. happen. And and this is it. This is the situation he was looking for. Yeah. As far as other teams I've watched a lot, I would say Oklahoma City Thunder have been. A real favorite. I did not expect anything from them. I didn't even, ex neither of us expected Chris Paul to even play on the team, which was probably ignorant to think because he has such a hard contract to move. However, he's totally bought in with his team. Uh, we love the three guard lineups with uh, Gugus Alexander, uh, Schroeder, and him. I mean, he's unbelievable. And I have always, ever since. Not always. Ever since the Suns rolled out that three-point guard lineup with Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, and Isaiah Thomas, I loved watching it, and I've wanted it to work. And it was actually before they traded Thomas and Troy Dragic, it turned into a real problem for with those three guys for whatever reason, ego or what have you. Yeah. It was actually working decently for them. They had a, a good team with that. And um, so I've been waiting for a team to try it again, and they it looks great. I mean, so I've, jumping a little bit ahead, they yeah. were an under of mine, mm -hmm. and I took the under largely because I didn't like the three-card lineup they were going to yeah. offer. And I, if you go back on the pod, please don't. I talk about how I thought that, that was dumb. I'm happy to eat crow because they are fun to watch. And also, it does make sense. They're three good guards. They're Absolutely. all really talented players, and they all bring a little something different and a different style. Yeah. Um, and and Shay, he he's like he's bigger, so he can kind of play that swing role. Yep. And I feel like they don't get into ego clashes because Chris Paul is the definite alpha. He's there, the man. And I think everybody's cool with that. Yep. And so you know, he gets to be the alpha, and nobody's testing him on it. And then you know, uh, Gilgus Alexander and Dennis Schroeder get to be great players, have a winning team w alongside him. For sure. And Schroeder has always, to me, played an alpha's brand of basketball. Mm -hmm. So, like, his approach is 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 a perfect, I guess, essentially, like, B guy because he has that A mentality, he has that A approach. I don't know. I've always just thought he's a, a tenacious guard. Like, Absolutely. I, I would hate to play against Schroeder. And so you have and, – and Paul, too, I would hate to play against Paul. So you have these two guys yeah. who are just – Schroeder's a little bit like a Patrick Beverly with a better offensive game. Yes. Not quite as good as a defensive game, but still that kind of – that mentality. Yeah. Of this short guard who just is going to be in your face the entire game. Yeah, so I'm a little – I, I, have I too, have watched a lot of Oklahoma City this season, more so than other teams. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be wrong about them because they're fun. They're really fun. And I – Steven Adams is a guy we talked about on the pod back then. I mm -hmm. just, if he's playing basketball and having fun doing it, like I'm so happy because he's, I just love watching him clean up down there. 
and Steven and, and Adams playing relevant great. basketball. And I'm a big Danilo Gallinari fan, so uh, the fact that he's playing so well there and you know on continues to be on a a playoff team. You know, nobody expected the Clippers to be a pay, playoff team last year with him on it. And then, you know, he's, he seems to really have the touch uh, and he's been staying healthy. Yeah. Shy's the guy. I mean, Shy is like, he's, yeah. he's just a bright star. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited we get to gonna, gonna watch him play basketball. I think the last time. team I'll mention that I've watched a ton of is the Miami Heat, your team. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've been great. They've been great. Um, they're fun. They, I don't know. Like, they're just in every basketball game, it feels like. Like, they're going to yeah. compete. Um, and find a way to get it done. Her- uh, Hero's been amazing. He's really coming on. Uh, you know, he's really come on. He's fun to watch when he gets hot. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, I didn't know anything about before this season. Yeah. He's been really fun to watch. And Drogic has been amazing. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I don't know, he's like the steady hand. I mean, Jimmy is the, you know, where it goes through. But, like, Goran's like the guy. Like, yeah. you know, he's bringing the ball up. There's a pace when he's on the floor that just works for the team. Hassan, as a fan, I always, you know, like I said, I don't root against guys. I wanted him to do it. But yeah. the team is a lot better with him not on it. Well, and I think you've seen Portland really try to adjust with him on their team. So yeah, Portland's a weird team that he's put up monster numbers in Portland. Like, if you drafted him in your fantasy team, you're really happy with him for where you got him. But they are just not winning with him. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I, it's it's weird because he puts up numbers, and I you he does. I don't know. I think that I'm sure there's a lot of like more statistical basketball minds that can probably identify why teams mm-hmm. aren't as efficient or you know not putting up wins when he's on the court. But I don't know. It just doesn't make it like it makes sense when you watch it because he while he does put up numbers, he never really is do- a dominant force yeah. like some of these other bigs are. Right. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just it. He's just a yeah. I would say that uh, Bam Adebayo is a much more much more of a presence on the floor. Like, you're always aware he's there, where you're right. Like, Whiteside can kind of disappear, even though he's such a big body and he's always grabbing rebounds. He doesn't feel like as big a presence as Bam. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking about Chris Paul, and you talk about, like, you get the surefire destination was Miami, but it's like this crew is just running fine without making their big move. Like I, don't, I feel like they shouldn't make a move at this point. Right. Keep winning. And they win games against some of the better teams in the East. It's not like they're just feasting on – Bad basketball teams. They, they're competitive. Like I said, they're competitive in almost every game they play. So they did, and they've had a monster home record. I think they've only lost two games at uh, home wow. so far. Um, I could be wrong about that, but just recently somebody handed them their second. I, I think it was like the magic of all people that handed them their second um, home loss. But uh, they've been great. And uh, the last name I'll say there is: it's really fun to see Duncan Robinson catch fire. I know. What, he had like a 11 threes in a game or something like yeah. that earlier in the year. Like he's been really interesting. Yeah, to watch. he has. They just—I don't know. Like the, it's one of those clubs that is, has found a way to put a bunch of guys together, put a star in, in Jay Butt in the middle, and then I don't know. Like it's working. Yeah, they find guys that fall through the cracks, which is really cool to see. I, I'm curious to see how they'll finish the season, where they'll end up in the playoffs. It's not a team, if, you know, if they. Where are they? Probably like the four right now, four five. Yeah, I wouldn't want if they escape the first round. I would not be thrilled about seeing them in the second round. Neither of us brought up their preseason over under on uh, our first podcast, but they were. It was set at forty three and a half, and they're already at thirty three wins. So they're going to blow past that over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I guess the 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 connective story with this team for a while, Spo. Though, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about him, but yeah. He's really had a couple of different versions of the Miami Heat under his tenure and found than, a way to yeah, win. More than with, a couple. Like yeah. He's had, you know, he's had the ultra stars. He's gone with just the no names. And now he has kind of, he's balancing the stars and just the young guys. And it's great to see them really, you know. And they've won flourish. in all three of those iterations of Heat basketball. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's not like it's a secret that's supposed to be a good coach, but. No, no, it's worth worth the tip of the cap. Absolutely. Yeah, I've watched the Mavs. I watch a lot of the Mavs. Yeah, I should. I need to watch. I, you would think I watch more of the Mavs, but I, how much I like Luca. But it kind of hurts me to watch him because I wanted the Suns to pick him first overall over DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, and I was right about that. And you can attest to me I, wanting that before they've drafted the. Yep. And um, but I do love watching Luca. He's he's fantastic. So yeah, I watch a lot of them. I watch. Uh, I go. And you actually mentioned that you are in de- debates with your wife right now. Yeah, so my wife is expecting child. Um, Congratulations! Soon. Thank you. So he's uh, she is due with him on the nineteenth. 
Um, I really we wouldn't name his first name Luca, but I'm pushing for the second the, for the middle name to be Luca. Luca. Um, yeah. So she's she hasn't said no. Um, <laughs> she's skeptical on the L U K A. Yeah. Because um, it could be spelled the Italian way too yeah, with a C, right? Which, yeah. And there's Italian. There's you know there's enough Italian in our families where. Yeah. That's still that's the logic. But if I'm gonna name him after the dude, you guys love going to Italy. Yes. I've been to Italy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if I had to change my name, it would probably be Luca. I, I would change my own name to Luca. So therefore, it. it's, it's worthy Luca for my Abramson. son. That sounds good. Yeah, it's got a ring. It's got it, the, the Abramson is not really where the Italian comes from. <laughs> but. So yeah, I watched. I've watched also the Pelicans. I watched the Pels. I like their young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, as a, I went to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. uh, so he's a tech guy that I got to watch for two really fun years there, and I've enjoyed. He, in the beginning of the season, especially, I think he was getting you know a decent amount of minutes. But Hart's been great. Um, Hayes, I like Jackson yeah. Hayes. He's fun. So yeah, I agree with you. They've I been like a great Gentry watch. as a coach. I and even though, like I said, they haven't really been winning a lot. I will, and I mentioned this before the podcast to Adam. I uh, was looking at strength of schedule played so far, and they have the Pelicans ranked as having the most difficult schedule played so far, and one of the easiest schedules strength of schedules going forward. So, and with we the big could, weapon we, back, yeah. And so we've put in the put in the work watching them early in the season, so we might really start paying off now. I guess we could get into the, some of our picks because yeah. this leads right into it. I had the Pelicans at thirty nine and a half. I had them as an under. Uh, they're at twenty right now, so a little over halfway to the season. That looks like a good pick right now, but as I said, they have a lot easier schedule now. They have Zion, and I don't think they have any reason to tank whatsoever. They want to go for that eighth seed. I agree. I think they're going to go for the eight seed. So I, I think it's a safe pick, though. Cause, so they have 32 remaining games. That means they would need to go 19 and 13 the rest of the way. I, I could see them I doing could see that it with do an easier it. schedule. And maybe they're bought into Zion. He, he's playing more minutes. It's going to be an exciting. I mean, 19 13 is realistic. It's going to be, it, I think it's going to come down to the wire. So we got to guess they're going to be what? In the like 38 to 41, 42 win range. Yeah. If they. You know, if they keep growing right the team and, and Zion fits in nicely. That's going to be right there. Yeah. So, all right. So, what, my first pick that we're talking about, the under, that's a decent pick. All a right. So, pick. I'll go. I'll just real quick go through my unders and, and you can jump on any that stick out to you. Got it. For my unders, I had um, Utah Jazz, 53.5 under. New York Knicks, 27.5. Washington Wizards, 28.5. Charlotte Hornets, 23. L.A. Clippers, 54 and a half. Uh, right now, the worst looks like maybe the Hornets because they're at 16 wins, so they only need seven more wins to get their over. Yes. And also, the Wizards doesn't look great. They already have 17 wins, so they need 12 wins to get their over. So the Wizards are surprising. I mean, they have a great offense. They cannot play defense whatsoever, <laughs> and they're playing with a bunch of players out there. I had someone on my podcast recently said it's really fun to watch the Wizards because it's a bunch of college players you never thought you'd see in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, I remember him from college. But And then Bradley Beal. Beal just came out last week uh, talking about how bitter he is about how bad the team is doing. So I could see them kind of going in a tailspin if he doesn't, you know, if, if, if their star starts speaking like that and he seems really mad that he didn't make the all-star team as well and he attributes that to being on a bad team. Yeah. Which he did. His numbers are good enough to make the team. Right. If if your if your team's deficiency is defense, and you get more increasingly frustrated down the stretch, I don't see your defense improving. I think it's, yeah. it's going to be a tough sled. I don't. These guys and I don't know what reason they have to win, other than it's not a very impressive draft. So who cares? Yeah, they've already disappointed at? their superstar. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So what you said, they no better than eleven and twenty three the rest of the way. I'd be. I'll say this. I'll be surprised if they win twelve games the rest of the season. That's so. The, the under might stick there. Actually, the under might stick there. I think you did great. A real, and I remember your analysis on talking about the Jazz at the beginning of the season. They have to win twenty-one. They can't win more than twenty-one games the rest of the way out for you to for that under to be safe. So yeah, where they're thirty-two. They're and, thirty-two right now, and so and there's a fifty-three and a half. I think you pegged them. I think they're a good basketball team. Yeah. And they're not an amazing basketball team. And I think you even said last year there was, what, two teams that had more than 54 wins last year. Yeah, there was only two teams that had 54 or more wins. That was the Warriors and the Nuggets. And the Nuggets were right at 54. And the West is just has a lot of talent spread throughout the league. It's not like all condensed in one or two teams. Yep. So 
you know, the Jazz, they've been better. Certainly, they looked better once Conley got injured, which was troubling. You're right. And he still, they still haven't seemed to figure out a way to play him and Mitchell together right now. Yeah. So, but, you know, when they have him coming off the bench, he looks really good running the second unit. So maybe that's how they end up being a winning team. But I, I still like that under. I, I agree. I will say, just as a, as a statement of fact, Gobert is so fun to watch. Yeah, I'm really glad he finally made his first All-Star team. Yeah, same here. He affects every play he's on the floor, whether you even notice it or not. I mean, yeah. guys, stay away from him. Mm-hmm. And you have to. He's that He's that dangerous on defense. I, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I, I just want to give him his credit. Uh, and he did. He's getting it for his All-Star bid, yep. but... Yeah, that team Donovan is Donovan Mitchell as well. Yeah, same. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see twenty-two more wins for that team down the stretch. Uh, so I think, I think you're pretty safe. I think you're pretty safe with the under there. Nice work. Yeah, thank you. I like that. Also, let's let's just jump right into this one because it's it was a double. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so Adam had <laughs> I had thrown out as one of my as one of my lock unders. Lock a lock under. <laughs> a lock under. New York Knicks under twenty-seven and a half. They are currently sitting at 14 wins. They've already they've already fired one coach. Uh, I said I didn't like Fizdale. You said you liked Fizdale. I still <laughs> like Fizdale. I I mean, just the other night. I guess I don't dislike. Him. I think he's a placeholder coach. He's he's not he's not the type of coach that's going to change the momentum of your of your team. Right. I I, I just this is why I open by saying I'm lucky to be back here. Okay. Who am I to walk on as a, a serious human being onto a podcast about basketball and think that the Knicks were going to win 28 basketball games this yeah. year? Which was, I think, 10 more games than they won last ten or, year. That would 10 be, or 11? Yeah, yeah. 10 or 11 yeah, more they games were than 17 they won. last year. Yeah. I mean, it was painful to go back and listen to that segment of our first. <laughs> it was it was hard because I was like, who? Why? Why? Like there was even though the reasons I was giving, the counter reasons immediately shut down any kind of logic I tried to provide. I think I almost talked you out of it as we were talking. The only reason I didn't back out of it is just because I couldn't be that guy that immediately flipped like <laughs> on a podcast being like, never mind, I was so, like I knew it was a bad take in the moment. You just have to wear the L. It's like yeah. you sometimes like I don't know, I still play basketball and I get onto a a court sometimes and I know I play with the same group of guys and if I draw a guy I just know that I'm not going to put – he's a lot better than I am. Yeah. And I knew walking into that arena, as soon as I said those words against your take, I was <laughs> I was outmatched, I was outclassed, and you just have to accept that some days you lose. Yeah. And the Knicks have to accept every day they lose. Uh, I mean, they've just been paid. I have not even bothered watching that much. And usually I still like to watch the Knicks. I, I, you know, Adam lived in New York a long time too, and I lived in New York eight years and became kind of a Knicks supporter because I – from the West Coast, so I, they never were like a rival of yeah. my team. So I, but yeah, I, just, I haven't watched them a lot. I have enjoyed the hell out of their demise once again. Yeah. Um, I've never been a Knicks fan, but I do love to watch the Knicks purely for that entertainment value. And I don't watch the basketball as much, but I have been keeping up with all their storylines, of course. And the yeah. other night, just this sequence of events that they had maybe a week ago, where it was the Memphis game. Mm-hmm. Ja get, uh, I mean, Jay Crowder gets pushed on a. Th- a cheap three-pointer near the end of the game. It almost starts a fight. Yep. The stadium chants sell the team, yep. which is just the best. The, I mean, I, I, yep. I'm i with Nick fans so much in this time. I mean, please get – the Dolan era has to end. So they I chant that. I wish Suns fans would chant for Robert Sarver to sell the team. Yes. Same. Yes. So they chant that. Then they uh, start to pipe in music over the chant. Didn't that work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, and then You're after the game, infuriating New Yorkers more. Like, when you try to challenge them like that, what are the New Yorkers? They're not going to back down. No. Then Memphis goes into the locker room. They don't have water pressure or hot water in their <laughs> de- decrepit arena that everybody was just booing for them to sell. And then finally, they go on Twitter with all the other NBA teams and reply to a Lakers tweet with the two heart emojis, purple and gold, except the Knicks put it in gold and purple order. The only yeah. team to get it wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 the, the only comfort I have in that take from the very beginning is that I knew it was so ridiculous that no person would actually be like, oh, this person I've never heard of who's clearly an idiot, I'm going to bet money. So I know <laughs> nobody took what I said and bet money against it, so I feel okay. Yeah. 
Guess what, guys? The Super Bowl is over, and you know what that means. It is time to focus on your NBA gambling. That is until March Madness, when you focus on some college basketball gambling, but then right back into NBA gambling, and you can do that all at mybookie.ag. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful customer service team working 24-7. You can even pool your bets together for bigger payouts. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big, baby. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That's right, I said free money. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promotion code SGP to get your extra cash from MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid, baby. And then just so real quick, uh, finish out my unders. Uh, Clippers at under 54 and a half. Uh, you liked that pick. I, I remember when I said it. They're at 34 right now. Yeah. Um, how many do they have to? What do they, they have they to can't, go? So, so to stay under, they, they're they 20 and 13. So if they, if they go 20 and 13, they're an under. If they go 21 and 12, over. Yeah, and I... I the way that they, they've been sitting their best lineups and Co, uh, PG and Kawhi have only played like 14 games together. Yeah. I imagine they'll ramp that up as they get closer to the playoffs so they know how they're playing as a team. Yeah. The but I don't see them trying to win as many games as I don't. So I, think they're, I think it's okay. I think they're going to flirt with that number. I yeah. think they'll probably end up below 50s, but I think you're under safe. Yeah. The Hornets, man. The Hornets, uh, that's going to be my worst car, I was going to say. Yeah. They, I did not expect Devontae Graham to be so good. I know. P.J. Washington has been good for a rookie. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my whole reasoning was, okay, that's a really low number for a season total at 23. However, their best guy is Terry Rozier. That's like the star you're going into the year with. I just didn't see him willing a team to more than 20 games, but... I was wrong. Devontae Graham's better than Rozier. I I agree. I will say I have not watched a lot of the Hornets this year. I know Graham has just been, a, you know, yep. a fantastic addition for them. But you're right to offset Kemba Walker with Terry Rozier. I don't know. I mean, there's another. We'll get to another team later that uh, surprised us. Um, but this is a pleasant surprise. If I'm Charlotte, I went into this. If I'm a Charlotte fan, I went into this season. I don't know what my expectation was going to be. So I have to be pretty excited about the product that I'm seeing yeah. relative to my expectation going in. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm not a, I can't spit, sit here as an authority on the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. So I, they're going to go, the, but they're going to win eight games. They should win eight games to close it out for and sure. And close it out. So, okay. So that was a bad call by me. So, but overall, I think pretty, a pretty solid slate of unders pretty for you. Solid slate of unders for me so far. Um, now we're going to move to Adam's unders. Yes. Okay. So I uh, well, just alluded to it, but I started out with Memphis under um, at 20. They were preseason 28. There are 24 wins. Then we did the Wizards under, uh, which we agreed on. That yep. was one of our agreement picks. Um, I went under, under Suns at 29 and a half. There are yep. 20 wins. Yep. I went under OKC. Um, 33 and a half and yep. they're at 30 wins yeah. um, and then T-Wolves 35 and a half and they're at 15 so, so that's by far your best call yeah, on the unders it's a bright spot and otherwise a pretty dull list but what's crazy is that the Thunder and the Grizzlies are I think the closest to any team to reaching their over midway through the season Yeah, you need four wins for the Thunder and you need five wins for the Grizzlies to yeah, go over it, it's, it's fantastic like it's it's great. Like uh, both of these teams, like we talked about the Thunder at length, so we need yeah. to go back into them. But that's great that they're well, Grizzly, and you like John Morant. Even when you called him as a good contender for Rookie of the Year, was Zion injured at I'm that point? I'm gonna just say no, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> but I don't. I, I went back and listened to that podcast, and we didn't mention Zion being injured. So no. I don't think he was injured yet, and you were still touting for John Morant. So that yeah. was a great call. I mean, I, I watch, I tend to watch more college basketball than uh, I would say the average probably NBA watcher. Mm-hmm. And I just had seen enough of Ja 
where I just I don't know he's an undeniable talent as Zion is of yeah. course um, but there was just something about the you know not knowing that Zion was be injured I was just there was something there was a lot of talk about usage rates and and protect the protection of Zion mm-hmm. in New Orleans that there was no narrative like that in Memphis it was Jaws ready to come in and play and he's been doing that what I didn't think was he was going to be able to win these as many games as he has I mean he's no, a winner really impressive he's a winner and he's the best player on that team as a rookie and they are a playoff team right now yeah and what's fascinating is the guys on his team the veterans on his team the way that he has entered that environment as a rookie yeah and vets looking to him in crunch time. Yeah. And and the offense going through him. And it's just fascinating. He's so fun to watch. Just the way he I can't remember a player who moves quite like him. The fact like he's so he's so fast, but then he has this like jittery motion where he's just and and he'll like jump up in the air and you don't know where the ball is being passed. Yeah. I don't think he does or his teammates. Do. And he'll throw a lot of them away, but there's just that that unexpected nature to his game that's constantly keeping the defense on their toes. Yeah. I liken him to a, a hybrid of Westbrook and Wade. Yeah, okay. So like you young have, Wade who could really move. At with that stop. extra step. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's it's that it's that Westbrook speed and then mm-hmm. Wade, that jittery, you never know where the ball's going to go. But And then also all three of these guys we're talking about, downhill. Just yeah. get downhill and create near the basket. Yeah. Um. It's old school. I don't know. I love it. I just, I, I love it. I, I think uh, he's captivating. He's been great. He's made everybody around him better than we thought they were going to do. Um, Triple J, I really like. Uh, Brandon Amazing. Clark is a rookie I really like. Yeah. Um, Valanciunas has been really good. Like, they're using Valanciunas the right way. When the team does not have height to match him, they just go to him and he dominates down below. Yeah. So they've been fun to watch. I will say, now, they're definitely going to hit their over, but I will say for strength of schedule moving forward, they have had middle of the pack of schedule strength so far, and then they're ranked as having the hardest schedule, at least on this power ranking guru, the hardest schedule going forward. The question I have is, though, so they're sitting in the eighth seed today. Yeah. And there's going to be, obviously, a lot of competition for that spot. And if the strength schedule does, you know, if it's going to be tough sledding on here on out, at what point, if you start to drop a couple of games, at what point do you have to say, all right, eight, the eighth seed isn't that realistic anymore? Do you if you're do you start to jockey for, you know, like positioning? I guess every front office is going to be different. But, like, if they have the picks... <clears throat> at some point, you know, like you, obviously they're going to be play competitive basketball every night. They're in the AC. They want to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean Grizzlies specifically. I don't see them taking their foot off the pedal, even if it seems like they're out of the AC. I think they're going to want to establish this young group as just wanting to always play for a win. And the minute that they maybe get in the back of their heads, like, oh, we're not always going to be sh- playing for the win. I don't know. That can right. just maybe hurt the They're building towards team. something. And also, we mentioned earlier, this isn't the strongest draft. Yes. Everybody keeps saying that. Yes. So now if there was a Zion at the top of the draft and this draft, that's maybe a different question. Yeah. But there's nobody that everybody And they're not even wants. close to that neighborhood to the top of the draft anyway. Right. So, like, yeah, are you jo- like if you're jockeying between ele- the, the 11th pick and the 14th pick or yeah. the 17th, like – I think they're just going to try to establish the winning culture there. So they're going to keep trying, but I will say I would be I, I would be a little hesitant moving forward or like betting them to make the playoffs or anything like that. Yeah, okay. Especially if you cite that, you know, the strength schedules yeah. not, you know, not in their favor. Yeah. Um and Jaws never pro- Jaws never played an 82 game season before. No, and no yeah, way. that's another thing. And another is Brandon Clark and right. they've both been like pivotal pieces for them, so yeah. I could see them perhaps dropping off. So, um, so we talked about that. We already talked about the Wizards, the Suns. The you Sun- had them going under. They've already won twenty games, so they only have to win ten games moving forward. Yeah. And a look ahead, you had them over. So this is a good one for us to I discuss. Did, yeah. So, and I didn't have them as one of my picks, but I was just debating you on it that I thought they would go over. Oh, correct. Yeah. Because just because I liked their uh, their their team so much more. Yeah, and I remember and at the Monty time Williams. it wasn't. I, I, we both were bullish on. We've both been bullish on the Suns for a while. So yeah. that, I don't. 
I don't know if that, I would say I loved my underpick. Clearly, I didn't because it, it's 2020. Easy to say I didn't love that underpick, but yeah. like the pieces were there. Of course, I mean your elite, your elite star and scorer was there, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had enough around him. Where we, I don't know. I'm not surprised. This is like, in fact, I even thought they would have a few more wins by now. By now, after seeing them for the first couple, of years. well, they started hot. They started really hot. Um, Baines was playing out of his mind. There was no way that <laughs> really Baines was. was going to keep that up. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that they've won 20 games, and they were missing eight and 25 of those games. Right. Or even more, because then he tweaked his ankle when he first came back. He was suspended for using diuretics and then tweaked his ankle. It was was so, it his like first or second game back, right? Yeah, it was. I think it was first game back. And then, and then he missed he a sat few. the second game back. Um, so he... You know, I think that they will have a, even though they have a, a pretty uh, hard schedule too, uh, moving forward, I do think they're going to have a better second half of the year. At least I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know, as you said, you're a Suns fan. I, I you've got to be happy with how it's coming together. Yeah. I got to say, I like, I still think they should have taken Luca, but Aiton's been good. Yeah. He's been playing a lot better. And I have to remember, it's only like halfway through his second season, and he missed a lot of the first game. So it's still really like his first season. Yeah, they'll win ten games down the stretch. They'll hit their over. Mm-hmm. I'll be wrong again. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm so curious to see what their over under for next season will be. You yeah. know, like do you said that you're gonna have to probably jump into the 30s, mid 30s. At yeah, I mean, a lot of pieces still have to move around. Of course, but of course. I, I think you're right. But they're on the point being great trajectory for them, um, and. It's nice that a, a group that had some decent, you know, like obviously they're a sub-500 expectation going into the season, but in a tough conference, they're coming out and playing above the level that was expected yep. of them. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, and and it seemed like Devin Booker was everybody's favorite snub for the All-Star game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's so. a whole, that's a different, obviously that's a conversation that's been happening for a while, like the last few <clears throat> days, but Absolutely. yes, and then it's a valid one. And now another quick break for a word from our sponsors and be back with my conversation with Adam. Have you ever thought about just quitting your job and starting your own sports book? Just throwing a little caution to the wind and being your own boss? Of course, we all have. But you know what stops most of us? We don't know how. Well, Ace Perhead is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7. So if you run into some problems, no problem. You know, it'll be the bill of the night you can call somebody. And they have some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Um, so the last one was I had one bright spot. It was the Timberwolves. Yeah, which looks like a great call out. They the over under was set at thirty five and a half, and they have fifteen games right now, and they look like one of the most miserable teams yeah, in the league. I don't watch them much. Um, and they're talking about Robert Covington being one of the top trade pieces, so they're going to lose him. I think they're going to yeah. So yeah, that's the same. Cash that one in now. Cash it in. <laughs> Spend the money. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to your overs. Okay, we're talking. So overs, I had, and this one I really liked a lot. I had the over for San Antonio Spurs at uh, the, it was forty six and a half. They're at twenty two. Had the Lakers over fifty. They're at th- thirty seven. Raptors at forty six. They're at thirty six. Pacers at forty six and a half. They're at thirty one. And we already talked the Suns. Yep. So, um, now I really liked that Spurs pick because they had not. One fewer than forty six games since before Tim Duncan. Yeah, twenty twenty years. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say that it looks like they're struggling. I don't unless they really turn on the Jets the second half of the season. That is not going to catch. No, so they got to close twenty five and nine. I think. To, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. So it's so weird to thought, it's yeah. weird to watch this this these jerseys not play. Not play well. Yeah, and they still, you know, they were able to win last year by not having any outside shooters and just playing a really good mid game. And they're doing the same thing this year. It's just not working as well. Yeah. And it seems like Pop, I don't know if he just really doesn't believe he has the personnel for it, but he's not willing to change 
how they play. Yeah, the last I've watched him a couple times. The last game I watched him in was the was Zion's first game. Mm. So I don't know how much I you know, I, although that was a complete basketball game. Yeah, but you can even see it's just like I don't know. Whenever I I've, whenever I've watched in this season, there's always that that idea that an adjustment will be made or yeah somebody's gonna slide over and and do something to to save a possession and then that that possession flips the next seven minutes mm. and they're all of a sudden back you know, they were down by seven and now they're up by 14. I don't see that you know I don't see I see them lost I like a couple times watching them I've looked you see guys looking to pop I've actually seen guys before the timeout is even called just looking to the bench being like what what do we do here yeah and I've never seen that from the Spurs before no definitely not I I don't not sure what to think about them moving forward, but they're definitely not going to cash that ticket. Yeah. Um, I still think they're a contender for the eighth spot, just based off I don't want to bet against the Spurs to make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you might not cash that ticket, but the Lakers ticket. I'm feeling real good about the Lakers. That's a good ticket. They have to win 14 more games. They've been great. I only, you know, with the horrible Kobe news is certainly hanging over that team, um, and it's Definitely seemed to affect them on their first game back against the Trailblazers. Yeah. And I don't think that'll stop being a storyline, but I see a veteran like LeBron being able to rally the team around Kobe rather than letting it get to them in a negative sense. And yeah, I just feel really good about them. Yeah, 35 games, 34, 35 games left. They're, they know how to play elite basketball. They've done it a lot of times this yeah. season. They're going to continue to do it. I mean, I I don't know what's the ceiling for this team if they're at 37 right now and they've got 34 games left. I mean like is like a I mean so 500 would be 17 and 17 that's 54 wins. Yeah. So you got to think they're going to be better I can see than them around the 60s. I think so, low 60s. Mhm. Yeah, I mean th- I mean they have the second best record in the league right now. Yeah. I know that the Bucks are talking about flirting with 70. Oh, I mean yeah, if they if especially if they can just keep this run going yeah. like but I could definitely see the Lakers around sixty. Yeah, what a, that, what a great great season for them so yeah. far. It's been, they've been, been I watch real, a lot of Lakers. So. They've been really fun to watch. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Lakers as well. And um, of course, you know this will drop in a couple of days. They might have made a trade by then, but everybody's t- talking about them maybe making a trade for an outside shooter. But I know it's going to be difficult. But they'll probably at least uh, get a couple of buyout candidates. I think so. I. Darren yeah. Collison, maybe. I, I I say this in another another space uh, to to tease a podcast coming up in the future, but yeah, J.R. Smith is on the market. Yeah, and he can shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't know how much time's left on the clock, but he can shoot it. <laughs> That's a cheap joke. Um, let's say on the hot ticket space, we're Raptors. Yeah, I mean, an even better ticket right now than the Lakers. Yeah, everybody was going Raptors under since they lost uh, Kawhi, forty six games. Not you, my friend. It you just, went over. You know what? I felt like they just had a good infrastructure there, even without Kawhi. They played a lot of games without Kawhi last season because he was sitting. That and was the argument when you made it when you made it a couple months ago. Yeah, it really. Yeah, you have that had to be considered. I had no idea Pascal Siakam was going to jump up to an MVP caliber candidate. Sure, but yeah, I mean, he looks amazing. He looks great, um, and that team looks great. I think they're gonna you know stir some shit in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take him as an under, but I I should have because that's where I was going into the season with them. I yeah. was I was we're large we're you know the majority of this camp of Kawhi being gone is and yeah. no they they're they're fantastic. There's been some talk about whether they should like trade move on from Gasol, try to trade him and stuff. But I don't see that really making much of a difference. And I think they should just keep the team they have, get into the playoffs, go as far as they could. It, you know they could definitely make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Absolutely. Um, and get Siakam some more experience, and then really, I'm sure Masai Bajiri will look at the the landscape this summer and see who they can get and build around Siakam. But yeah, I uh, it's fascinating to the the storyline that they've gone through. So they get Kawhi, they win, they lose Kawhi, and it's like the, the only team ever to lose the. NBA Finals MVP the season after. I yep, and you go into the season, I don't know the great unknown, and it's been they they won thirty six or what thirty six games. Yeah, that's that's crazy. They've won, uh, I think they've won eleven, ten or eleven games in a row recently since since wow. Siakam has been back. Wow, 
Like, um, and so yeah, and he's a he's a, a starter in the All Star game. So well, that was the one on this list. When I was looking back, I was like, that was a savvy savvy pick. Good job. Thank you. Really good job. Thank you. And then last one we'll hit is Indiana Pacers, forty six and a half. They're at thirty one. I feel that you know they just got Oladipo back. He's not nowhere near back to Oladipo, but they've been great. I really like them moving forward to in the playoffs even uh sabonis has taken another level he's in the all-star game yeah miles turner hasn't been great but he's still really athletic um and then brogdon i think he'd be in the all-star game had he not had some injury issues yeah i agree he's been he's he has been able to step into a new role on a team yeah. and and really like shine and succeed so I think you look and at TJ this team. Warren's been good. TJ Warren's been good. Not not a big surprise. We've you and I have always. I've always liked been him. a fan yeah. since he was on the Suns. I you know I thought he was like a, maybe a good sixth man, uh, just come off the bench, score a bunch of points. But he's been good as a starter. Yeah, and so they have to win half of their. They have to go five hundred to hit the over on the way out. I feel really good about that. I feel good about that, yeah. especially with how bad some of the teams in the East. They're going to feast a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's again nice job, safe ticket. Thank you. Really well done. All right, so we're we'll moving to your overs. We don't have to. We can just spend more time yeah, on how good your good, tickets. Yeah, yeah. Overs. yeah. they're not as bad as the unders. We already talked about the Knicks. So we don't have to go Thank to you. that. Um, okay, so I had Celtics preseason fifty. They're at thirty three. Um, Magic forty and a half, and they're at twenty one. Seventy Sixers fifty four and a half, and they're at thirty one. And the Kings thirty nine and a half, and they're at eighteen. So not that great. Well. We could throw out the Kings one. That one's bad go. ticket. That's a bad Which, ticket. But I'd like to of... talk about the Kings though. Sure, yeah. Why? Which? It, why? A lot of people are asking that. A lot of people liked the Kings as a team to you know make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I like them as the. They eight. looked great last season. We'll, we were talking about them on our first podcast. We were like, if they're in the East, we'd be talking about a sneaky like four seed. Yes, and. I got to say, I'm not sure what has gone wrong, but it does not look good for Luke Walton, who is on his second team as a head coach. It didn't go well yep. for many reasons on the Lakers last season. I'm not saying that was all his fault, but it did, he did not rally the team around him. Right. And he seems to be doing the same with the Kings. They were talking about he's button heads with Buddy Heald and moved him to the bench. And I was like the star that they paid before the season. I know. I know. I, I, I agree. It feels like the safest why. Yeah, is is probably the head coach. Um, it's just a shame. I mean, there is there's there's some talent on that roster. That was, I mean, Darren Fox is. I just I don't want to lose him. You know, like I've been I've been holding on to him and watching mm-hmm. the Kings. Yeah, to hold on to him. But if they're gonna play this bad basketball, it's harder for me to make that investment he's, in them. Yeah, he he's still he's still good, but. There's like little sloppy things about that team that that add up to losses. For example, his free throw percentage is horrible as a guard. As a guard, and you can't have that. And a style who play, plays a style that can get to the line exactly. with ease. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's what makes me think that the coaching is not good. There's a lot of little yeah. sloppy things. There's a lot of backbiting. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, who a lot of people liked going there, he's been a malcontent. And absolutely, you know, I don't. Shame. It's it's a shame. Now for another very quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm excited about this new company. They've already actually helped me out. I'm talking about the Books company. That's Books, like bouquet. Get it? I've already actually used them. And sometimes I say that with these ad reads, and I don't really mean it, but this I actually mean. Uh, on Sunday, I had won a sizable bet. I'd bet on Kyler Murray to win Rookie of the Year, and he did. Thank you, Arizona Cardinals. And I said, you know what? I need to do something nice for my wife. And I had just listened to the Sports Gambling Podcast with Sean and Ryan, and he, Sean did an ad read for Bokes.com, and I was like, that's it. Do something nice for my wife with that money. Send her some flowers. And I went on Bokes.com, and it's really cool because it tells you a ton of different types of flowers you can get from different floors and what day they'll be available on. Also, I used our promo code SGP to get 25% off. So that made me feel great. And my wife felt great when she got the flowers at her work, and all her coworkers are like, who's this sexy 
mysterious man sending you flowers and she's like it's nobody it's my husband but she felt great about it still so if you want to feel great you need to go to b-o-u-q-s dot com to buy your sweetheart or yourself or your mom or whomever flowers for valentine's because they got great specials they got blooms starting at just $39. The Bokes Company is nationwide and offers Next as well as same day delivery. They even have flower subscriptions, so you won't forget to regularly send your loved one flowers. Get 25% off your order from Bokes.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S. Just go to Bokes.com slash SGP and use the code SGP. Again, that's Bokes, B-O-Q-S dot com slash S-G-P and use the code S-G-P for 25% off your first order. Okay, so moving on from the Kings, unless you had anything else. No, there's sad. Okay, so I like your Celtics pick. Yes, so they're at 33. Yep. They need to, they can't do any worse than 18 and 60 now, so about 500 down Mm -hmm. the line. They're going to be better than 500 down the line. They're going to be better than 500 down the line. They were playing a little better before recently. Well, they had some, they've had some injuries that have really shaken them up. Yeah. I do think that Tatum's dunk on uh, Horford the other day might, might, they might go undefeated the rest of the season. <laughs> that, no, no, I, I, I loved I, it. That was a great, you know, it, it's, I like seeing moments like that. We have this young core. I mean, I still say that's very fair to call them a young core. They've only been out a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but they need these moments. You know, they need these runs. These like they need to go through some of these things. And to have a guy like Al, who's probably so in, you know inter- integral, the beginning of their careers in mm-hmm. Boston to leave, it's just got to be a good feeling for them. That has nothing to do on how they're going to do the rest of the season. But they are. They've been. They've shown they can play really good basketball. Kemba is a nice fit there. Kemba is. A great fit, starting on the All Star team, and that was your reason for going over was just replacing Kyrie Irving with Kemba, and and you were right. They yeah. look they look great. Um, Jalen Brown was a legit in the conversation for All Star. Mm-hmm. Gordon Haywood has had again injury issues, Ugh. but we we hope you know he's really shown great flashes. He looked great at the beginning of the season before he got banged up again. So I could see him definitely being right. And you know who's been solid for them is uh daniel tice yeah he's just great as a starter i mean he's uh you know i mean he's not okay great is maybe an overstatement but for what we thought we were gonna get from him exactly i, well, I was gonna say i don't i didn't have much of you know an expectation know about yeah him, for yeah. this so, so to see to see a void open up and then for him to step in and play well and then for for them to continue to win games i go back to kemba i mean i think that if you have a rock that you can run everything through that is not a malcontent yeah you know like everybody can everybody feels that they're in a space where they can just come and it's about the basketball and it's about winning yep um i really like them moving forward i don't think they need to make any moves i especially like them in the playoffs if they continue with this starting lineup have Cantor come off the bench yeah i he he's shown in the past that he could be a monster off the bench just as far as points yeah he's an energy guy he could yeah he can score um yeah i don't know it's a good team i think that I think that the Bucks are, you know, like as far as if you want to get into like where how far this team can go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that th- there's a couple of te- like I think there's enough competitiveness in the East where I don't. I'd be surprised at this point if they emerged, you know, deep in the playoffs and get into the finals and got out of the out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, It'd be surprising. Well, this to me. goes into one of your other uh, overs, yep. which is great. Is Seventy uh, Sixers fifty four and a half? They're at thirty one right now. Uh, they look really dangerous against the good teams i will say like, yeah i feel like the way they shut down the bucks on christmas day was just like like oh i get it like this is why they put together that lineup to shut down a team like this but just the day-to-day winning seems difficult for them to keep up i i they're, they're so frustrating um be, only because they're so good mm-hmm. um and i don't know i think they have these two superstars that just a bad fit it's just not a right fit and 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 it's i feel like you're going to get one of most nights you're going to get one of the two of them at a superstar level yeah how do you every night how can you win consistently when you don't know what you're going to get out of your top two guys right so for them to go 24 and 8 to hit their over the rest of the year they can do it they certainly have the talent to do it if you're in the front office what would you do 
I will say, while you think about it for a second, I will say that I would keep this team with this coach, Brett Brown, together for the rest of the season. Correct. See how they do in the playoffs. But then I would really look at trying, depending on how they do in the playoffs, definitely get rid of Brett Brown see who else is out there and maybe get another coach in there to see if another coach can get Embiid and Simmons to work better together. Fizdale. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Fizdale. He's available. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I agree with you. If they take, if they don't take a step forward, if they're healthy and they go into the playoffs and they just, they, it's the same old story and they can't get it done and they get close and it's it's heartbreaking. It's not enough. Like This team has to take the step forward as constructed with mm-hmm. Brett as the head coach. If they can't do that with Brett and they bring in somebody exciting and it's still the same old story with the 76ers, hot take, I go the long term with Ben. Yeah, you know, and I've heard a couple of different people say that. And while it seems like the knee jerk wrong move, I think he can just do more. I mean, he's capable of more. And fewer injury issues. And fewer injury issues. You know, obviously, I'm just I'm I'm slandering Embiid a little bit. I wasn't saying like all respect to Embiid, and I do mean that, but like I'm obviously disrespecting him if I'm choosing one over the other. Yeah. So I say that, but yeah, I mean, like this is this is like investments. This is big money. This is like your fan base. Like if I'm gonna choose a guy to build around, it's gonna be the guy who has more tools, less drama, less injuries. Like I understand though that you are like if you speak of the fan base, they laud Embiid like that is he's he's he belongs to Philly so that's a hard thing too because you have to I think there is a level I mean he's got to be the most beloved Philly athlete currently in Philly I think so yeah I think so I'm running through real real quickly I I, I I don't think it's Carson Wentz no no so it's tough I, I think I think that they need to I would not split them up, as you said, after this season. I would look at coaching first. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like they can't address it in coaching, I I don't know. I would build around Ben for sure. Even though he his game I, – I, I've i I've been in a, a Ben Simmons apologist for a while now. Just Not that I need to be overly an apologist, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, I look past a lot of his shooting and all these other things that are still short, huge shortcomings in this game. I'm waiting. I'm patient for that. And I'll continue to wait because I think there's – their ceiling. The ceiling is there. The ceiling is there. And speaking of, if they can get a couple of buyout guys who can shoot from outside, maybe a J.R. Smith. I mean, yeah. or maybe a Darren Collison. Not, he's not necessarily such a great shooter, but I could see him come on as a second playmaker. You pair him with, uh, you know, Josh Richardson is just not seems – he does not seem to be the ball handler that they thought they were getting. No, I – so I look – you mentioned outside shooting, and we talk about the construction of these teams. This team lost J.J. Redick, I mean, assassin from the outside, yeah. at $11 million a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- you got to look at that roster, and you're like, oh, we really – that piece would be, I mean, it would be perfect for them to have right now. Right, and they – a couple of years ago, they added uh, – was it Ersan Ilyasova Ilyasova, and Bellinelli? Yeah. yep. And that worked great for them as far as just getting a couple of cheap pieces who could both shoot from the outside. Yep. Different types of players, but both good outside shooters. Yeah. I. Uh, it's interesting. If they if they add that, I don't know. It's just the East is, is, is heavy, though. Like, they're, they're heavy up top. I, I wonder what the full potential of this team is as constructed if they don't add those guys. I worry about them mm-hmm. going against a, bu- a Bucks, a Raptors. Heat, maybe. I don't know. The Heat, the, the two of them have had some good battles this year. Yeah. I don't know. I would be curious to see how they do in seven yeah. games. But, you know, like you mentioned, if the Pacers get on track with Vic, you know, and continue to, like, just elevate the game that they're playing, like, the, it could be a frustrating spring and summer. Absolutely. For Philly when it, you know, when it comes crunch time. But, man, I really want it to work there. <laughs> I do too. I, I would hate to see them break up Simmons and Embiid. It was so exciting when they both seemed to be popping at first. And, to have it kind of fizzle out, so with nothing would be a real bummer. Um, almost like when Shaq and Penny just was had so much promise, yeah, and then Penny got injured, and it was just never the same. That was it. What's the uh, What's the thing you're looking f- most forward to just in the NBA after the All Star break, final stretch of games? To see the development of the younger guys, of course, a healthy Zion 
and see what he can do around that Pelicans team. Yeah. I'm really excited to just see the Pelicans second half in general mm-hmm. um, because I do think that they can take that eighth seed from Memphis. I'd like to see Memphis, if they're able to keep this up and see how Ja is able to play an 82-game season. Right. And um, I see if R.J. Barrett can get on track at all because he was supposed to be the most NBA-ready Yep. Uh, you said that in our first podcast. And, and he that is was, not. That and, was the scouting report all around. Yeah. And he hasn't been. Uh, what do you think? I think for me, I think those are good answers. I, Zion has to be th- almost the top of anybody's list. But I would say it is what we just talked about. I think I want to see. I'm most curious about Philly in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch them very closely down the stretch and see how they kind of, can they take that step? And then I think, yeah, I think it's just some of these battles that we knew going into, like, the Lakers-Clippers postseason. Will they see each other? How is that going to all shake shake out as we come down towards the stretch? Uh, I'm yeah, curious. the Clippers, I think I'm really excited to see them play more minutes with their best lineup that they just haven't had on the floor very right. much. Right, They Yeah, they we haven't seen them in their full form yet. No. Uh, so I, I'm very curious about that. And then I like, you know, I just like some of these other – I'm 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 very excited to see how some of these other battles are going to shape up once the seeds hit. Like, I hope we get to see some kind of like maybe we'll get a Denver Utah type of thing. Like, I don't know. I just I I, I most obviously this is a simple answer, but I'm looking forward to these playoff matchups because uh, it's just been a lot of parody, more parody yeah. than I expected this year. So let's put it all in the tournament style yeah, and see how I it does. I agree. I agree. I think that I'm maybe looking forward to this playoffs more so than I have in the last few years just because it doesn't because we had the Warriors we had the Cavs yeah. when LeBron was there they seem like it was just like a foregone conclusion that they were gonna, both going to make it to the finals whereas I really don't know I mean we have some favorites for sure but um, you know and even the everybody's East. already penciling in the Bucks, but I definitely think the 76ers can uh, you know bounce them again yep i think that the pacers and the raptors could be really sneaky yep and we said the heat could be sneaky so yeah the, there's the heat the celtics we could see some we could see some interesting matchups come come summer yeah okay so we talked about uh wins win totals going forward um and what they've done in the first part of the, the year and that really goes well into our nba odds pod frauds contest <laughs> Which uh, I, I think I sent you the link. Did you get a chance to look at it? I I have looked at it. I have not entered. I've plugged this a bunch, but uh, and go to our website uh, sgpn.io/slash/nba-frauds if you want to enter. It's free. Uh, you can win five hundred dollars first place, three hundred for second, uh, two hundred for third, and uh, now you have to pick the frauds from each group, and it's based off their first half. So just a, a quick hitters, Adam. Okay. Top group. Who is going to be the two worst teams going from All Star Break on? Okay. Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Heat, Celtics, Seventy Sixers. Wow, that's uh, Heat and Celtics. Heat and Celtics will, will win the fewest games. Yeah. All right. Uh, group second best: Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets, Mavs. Raptors, Pacers. Least wins. I hate to say, Two but least wins. Mavs. I agree with that. And I don't see the Rockets getting better. I see them getting worse. Yep. So I'm gonna say Houston. I, I like both those picks. Uh, group I. Uh, Thirty. Uh, we have uh, the Thunder, Spurs, Grizzlies, Nets, Magic, Blazers. Thunder, Spurs, Grizzlies. So. Uh, say that one more time. Thunder? Yes. Spurs. Spurs, for sure. Grizzlies. Yeah. Nets? Yeah. Magic? Trailblazers? Uh, I think the Trailblazers are going to hopefully figure out a little bit. So I'm going to do. I'm gonna go Spurs, and I'm going to go Grizzlies. I'm going to go Grizzlies. I'm going to go Grizzlies as well because they have the hardest schedule going yeah. forward. Yeah, when you so. told me that, yeah. And I, I, I and they again, had one of the easier schedules leading up. To yeah, it, we've so. we've laid out the reasons why. Okay, uh, Suns, Pelicans, T Wolves, Pistons, Bulls, Hornets. <sighs> Bulls I think and the Pelicans Wolves do the best out of that. Yeah, group. least wins. Least wins. Bulls. Bulls. Wolves. I I'm just, gonna go. I agree with both of those, but I'm gonna go Pistons. 
Ooh. Because um, we'll have to see what they do at trade deadline. I was say, they it might does make seem like they're going in full tank mode. That's a good call. And But yeah, the Timberwolves seem miserable. I'm going to go with Wolves, Pistons. Yeah, I would amend Bulls for Pistons, yeah. for sure. Because the Bulls at least have a couple. Like, there's a couple of guys there that might... Final group, Kings, Warriors, Wizards, Knicks, Hawks, Cavs. Oh, man. The Cavs are... I'm going to put the Cavs on that list. Yeah, they seem like they're going in full tank mode. Yeah. Um, Cavs and... I, I I mean, I don't know. I don't see the Kings getting any better. I think the Kings are going to get more chaotic. I don't understand why they would. That doesn't seem like anything leading us to believe that. Yeah. The Knicks are probably going to be bad, too, but they I could see them getting a little better. Or, they're dopey enough where they'll win games at the end of the year to, like, yeah. when everybody else is tanking, they're going to win those games just to piss off their own fans. <laughs> oh, we got 20 wins. And I wouldn't pick the Warriors because even though um, they should just go in tank mode, I can see Steph coming back for some of the games. Yeah, I was my 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 gut was Warriors, but I agree with you. I think I, I think the other teams on that list are just more fraudulent. Yeah. Uh, but I'm signing up immediately. Yeah, well, you you should you should. Um, okay, so thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks uh, for having where me. Where can back. people find you online? I'm at Adam Abramson on Twitter. Um, Probably a lot of dad stuff. It's gonna up. be yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm <laughs> in his full raging internal debate now about how much I'm gonna put my child on the internet. We'll I, see. I get it. Uh, so we will see. I'm yeah. I'm there on Twitter. I'm not very good on the internet. Um, but if you want to give me a follow, it's fine. Yeah, I mean that is your career, but <laughs> personally, branding yourself not great. I'm great professionally, internet. Great, Horrible person. Branding other people, not necessarily great. About yeah, that. I leave. I all my creative energy is spent on others. I, I live to serve. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, Ryan. Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.